for all my people out there that got a job. Welcome to the D Love Show. No, I'm playing. <laughs> yeah, bitch, you really is playing. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Bree the Black Sheep. I am your host, Bree the Black Sheep, the Black Bachelorette, because I don't want these niggas. These niggas want me. And, you know, they still want me. But I'm here with, as you can tell, my best friend D, who thinks it's What's her up, show. Y'all? <laughs> What's up, I came to take over today, tonight, mm-hmm. whatever. I think she always trying to take over my show when she here. It is what it is. Yeah, I did you put it very hard. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> Actually, your show's at the lowest numbers, but okay. Woo. <laughs> so why you keep <laughs> wanting me on here, bitch? <laughs> Ain't nobody answered, okay? <laughs> Anyways, y'all, how was y'all week been? Um, how's your week been? What did you do this week? How was Christmas? Uh, Christmas was good. My family came down here from Louisiana. My mom and stepdad and my youngest sister and niece. So it was good seeing them. Oh, uh, so everybody came. Yeah. I'm glad you so, got to come down here. I definitely enjoyed them being here. Oh, well, Christmas, it's always, you know, drama. Luckily, I was able to swerve my family drama this Christmas because usually, guys, it is always something. And this year, I stopped by for a second. And, you know, the older I get, the more I just feel like that's what I'm going to have to do. So I hope everybody else had a good Christmas. New Year's is about to come up. And if you just stay in stress free this weekend, that's all I can ask for. Did you hear that, D? I did. <laughs> well, that's my computer. It's always doing something. I cut my phone down, but... My computer is over here tripping. Um, I guess we can just start this episode. The three things that I just want to get my nut off about. Well, I actually only have two this week. Um, the first is this Iggy Azalea shit. It's really, really getting on my fucking nerves. Do you know what's going on or what I'm talking about? Yeah, she blasting her baby daddy. And it's or something. Playboy Cardi. Playboy Cardi. He like <laughs> Nick Young. Okay. I understand. But when you go with this nigga, did you really think you was going to have a whole family with him? Like, at her age, did she really think she saw this nigga and thought, we should have kids and this, he's going to be a good dad? I think she honestly did think that. <laughs> <laughs> well, duh. <laughs> I think she honestly did think that. I think she did. That is the Why problem. So <laughs> like, I really believe all these lies he was telling me. <laughs> Can I believe they turned out to be lies, even though I knew they was lies? I just feel like what gets me the most in this situation is the, like, you know, I am always on a woman's side, but I just don't feel bad for her. Let me tell you why I don't feel bad for her and why I'm annoyed with how sympathetic people are towards her. Because the more I listen to this bitch talk and go on these lives, the more I'm like, she completely put on a black scent for all of her career. She completely did. Like, she sounds so Australian. And she raps like a Negro. She completely raps like she black. Mm-hmm. So I feel like she came to the stage. She put on a whole black body, a whole black black scent. Had like getting a black baby daddy. Getting took a whole nigga away from his family, Nick Young or whatever. And now she mad that the same things happening to her. But you submerge yourself in blackness. Now you're getting treated like a regular ass black woman. And you're sitting there crying in the news and people are supposed to feel bad for you. And I just don't feel bad for her. 
Like you put on the costume of a black woman, and now you're getting treated like, like any black, black woman black would woman. who got herself in the same situation. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm just really, really annoyed with the whole thing. And I just feel like any regular black woman would have just been like, all right, whatever, this nigga's trash and just kept it moving. But she is like, no, I am a pop. Like, who would go and play games with little Uzi and not be at their job? (laughs) She was like, this nigga got me fucked up. (laughs) Like, if she said little Uzi, I just was done. With little Uzi. (laughs) (laughs) She sounded like Adele. I was like, what accent is this? Little Uzi, instead of seeing that chat, like, I'm not gonna lie, I would rather, I definitely rather play games with Little Uzi than see her child be born, but I ain't the daddy bitch. So, anyways, on to other things. I'm just, I don't feel bad for you, girl, and I hope your black soon suits you well and your black lifestyle. I'm going to talk about Danny Lee and the baby. Oh, God. I know. I have to do it. And do you know why I am personally offended and affected by this? Why? Because I'm fucking the baby. So (laughs) I honestly feel feel personally attacked every time that I see her with this man. So for those of you who don't know, the new dick in my life looks exactly like the baby. Um, shout out to you if you're listening because, I mean, he looks like the baby, but fine. And I must say his dick has got to be bigger. I don't know, but I know, you know. So every single time that I see this, this nigga in the news running off on his girl, who is me, with Danny Lay. Lee, what is her name? Danny Lay. Danny Lay. Is really Lay? It's not Lee? Yeah, it's Lay. Mm, have I been saying Danny Lay? Anyway. No, you've been saying Lee. I mean, it doesn't matter. She's irrelevant. She is so... She gets on... Like, I can't stand her. And it can't just be because I'm fucking a baby. It's got to be because something else. No. I just can't stand her. She's just, Yeah, she's really annoying. And a part of me feels like I'm that happy. And I'm like, is that how annoying I am to people? Because... What? <laughs> <It ain't>. <laughs> 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 joking <laughs> she is not playing <laughs> I just I don't know what the fuck it is but um yeah lastly guys I tried exos for the first time I know I told y'all that I would tell y'all anytime that I ever tried a drug cause I only smoke weed I tried exos and then I had sex and when I tell y'all I had the best sex of my whole life like I I do not recommend anyone ever ever do this drug okay I don't know what the fuck I already feel like a freak but I just feel like it went crazier and then literally after the experience I truly felt like I was fucking a baby that's why like I really feel like attached to this nigga because maybe the drug was that powerful but I spent the next day at Dee's house coming down and it was awful and I was so annoyed and oh I just I feel like definitely don't do it but it was definitely some amazing ass sex. It was it was insane. It was seven hours. I didn't even go to sleep. It was nuts. Have you ever done them, D? No. Yeah, don't. <laughs> I feel like oh, don't I'm worry, already D. nasty. <laughs> no, it's, it's 
Jesus Christ, but I mean that nigga was something else and so is the baby, so is the situation and I'm just over it and I would like for the baby to return home. I don't even think Mimi deserves that, but I definitely don't think Danny Lee, wait, I have to say Danny Lee. (laughs) I don't think Danny Lee deserves the baby's dick. I don't think the baby's dick deserves Mimi and I don't think I deserve any of this because all I was trying to do was fuck this nigga, but... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> anyways y'all that's what i just have to get my nut off about uh we're gonna start the show i'm not gonna do a recap of last week because i was just shooting the shit and i didn't really had nothing to talk about but this week we are talking about new year's resolutions because yes. tomorrow i think tonight is the 29th so technically this is going to come out on the 30th is there a 31st of this month yes so okay so then this will come out either the day before New Year's Eve or New Year's Eve. And so, perfect. You have your last chance to make you guys' New Year's resolution. Me and Dee just made a quick list of 10, and we're just going to give it to y'all and explain to y'all while we're on it. Do you want to go, or do you want me to go? You go. Um, go I can can go first. Um, One of my things that I want to start doing more is taking more pictures. Oh, Um, yes. I've been telling you this. (laughs) Yeah, so I don't take pictures a lot. I I just feel like I'm not a picture person. Makes no sense. I feel like it takes too much and, you know, but no, I'm going to start showing off my amazingness and my amazing body. Yes. Yes. Truly. I've been been telling her for so many years, like, Dee is such a different Leo than I am because I'm a Leo that's like, I don't give a fuck how I look. I'm going to take a picture. I'm going to make the best of it. And she's super low-key. Like, she looks good and her body is insane, but she's just like, whatever, nigga. Like, she just, she never shows it off. She's never on Instagram. She don't take selfies. You know what? Yes. So, I think that I got in the habit. I had a, uh, well, I know you know about it, but let's just tell Tell the people. people. Let me tell the people, I had a, a really horrible ex-boyfriend and he just like really like, um, you know, like brung my self-esteem down uh, or like, you know, stuff yeah, like when I would post pictures and why you showing your ass and stuff like that. So I think after Nigga, why not? Like, that kind of like stuck with me, even after like I stopped dealing with him, it was it, it just kind of like stuck with me. Like, I'm not going to take no pictures like this or I'm not going to. Like be too sexy in these pictures. Like it just niggas can fuck your damn head up. Yes, girl. Ten years later, yes. I'm talking about even for me. It's like the it's the small things. My number one on my New Year's resolution is take care of my natural hair more. Like I went. Oh yeah, I went to the salon today and it was an experience. Boy, I went in there high as shit and I had I've never been to a salon, y'all, and it was. It just was an experience. She was all in my head. It felt so intimate. It felt good as hell. It just felt like being pampered. Now I see why like white women go to the salon and the um the spa all the time because it just felt so good. Right. But my hair, my hair was so dry and damaged. And she was like, Your hair just really needed to be hydrated. And it just came out so healthy. It looked so pretty. And and I had like this. It was like froze, but it was like curly at the ends, and I just loved how my hair looked and bounced and flowed in the wind and went back to its place. Um, so yeah, I need to definitely take care of my my natural hair more, and I'm gonna really treat it like it should be treated. What's your number two? I know that's right. Okay, my number two 
Oh, my dick just texted me. Um, I am going to be getting a breast reduction. Now, this is already in the works. It's kind of like a plan that's going into 2021, but it's going to be completed into 2021. Um, because I am five feet. Don't nobody challenge me on that because I'm five feet. She's definitely 4'11". Uh, and I wear a size 36 triple D. And um, I'm just tired of it. I'm tired of it. I'm done with it. I don't want them no more. You know, if I could donate them to somebody, I definitely would. Hello. But I'm getting rid of these things. And I'm going down to a C cup. So that is my second thing. On awesome. my New Year's resolution. Her breasts are so beautiful, y'all, but I completely understand. Um, my number two is is to get my youngest tested. Um, she's going to be three in July, but she still is not speaking. And she functions like a regular baby and everything seems normal. But she doesn't comprehend and speak the way she should. And I feel like we put it off all year. And plus, we don't want to diagnose her with anything too young. So this is going to be the right. year. But I face my fears and I go ahead and get her tested because I have a lot of anxiety about it. So that's my number two. What's yours? Your number three. My number three is in conjunction with my number two. <laughs> I'm going to have to stop smoking. Oh, um, that's right. So I have to stop smoking in order to get breast reduction surgery. Um, so I have to think of what I'm going to have in place of smoking because I use smoking as a stress reliever, um, you know, just to like calm me down, um, you know, pussy, (laughs) (laughs) anything else. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm going to have to, uh, stop smoking. Well, uh, what happens if you don't stop smoking? Like, is it if I deal? don't stop smoking, yes, this is definitely a big deal. He told me that he and the doctor actually told me. Uh, shout out to him for this. He told me that he would rather me smoke pot than smoke nicotine. Oh, I guess um, but I've been saying that for said, yeah, this and that nothing. <laughs> this is not about you right now. This is uh, a doctor. Okay, <laughs> the doctor said it, but um, okay. he told me that. My nipples, the the basically like the nicotine, it does something to your to your blood flow. It makes it, I think, flow slower or something. Mm. So if I were to continue smoking, then when they reconstruct uh, my nipples, basically that skin could die and my nipples could fall off. <sighs> so, you know, I ain't about to be no big titty, long titty, no nipple. <laughs> so. <laughs> I gotta do what I gotta do. <laughs> so what you're telling me is you have to stop smoking I have because to of your health. Smoking. Yes. So what you're telling me is it was okay to smoke because your lungs might die, but it's not okay to smoke now because your nipple might fall off. Uh, that's what I'm saying, <laughs> and I know that it sounds fucked up. It's but so yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> okay, my number three is um, put Zuri in his comp- computer animation classes. Y'all, when I tell y'all this girl is a genius, my daughter is a genius. She can literally draw by hand cartoons on her phone and make them move like a cartoon. She's so fucking smart. So I want to put her in these classes. They're expensive, but I want to come up with the money and really get my baby doing what she should be doing. Go ahead. I think five. that's great. Thank you. Uh, are we on number five or are we on number four? We're on number five. Oh, no, we're number four. You're right. You're right. You're right. 
Okay, my number four is, um, and I kinda, kind of have started to do this, but I want to get out of the house and socialize more. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so these last couple weeks, I have uh, been out skating, um, and I really enjoyed it. Um, and just being around and meeting new people is, you know, pretty interesting um, and fun. fun. Yeah. So uh, I will make an effort to uh, get out of the house and socialize more because I'm I'm just a homebody. I can be at home and like laying in the bed watching TV all day, every day. Like it doesn't bother <laughs> me to do that. Yeah. So I'm going to... Um, I'm definitely going to work on that. Yay, that makes me so excited because I'm always inviting you to stuff. Yeah. Um, my number four is be consistent in recording. I actually am proud of myself for recording as much as I have because y'all know I'm a procrastinator and all my best friends know I ain't shit. So at least I've stuck to actually doing this, but I wanted to actually be every single week the day I say I'm going to do it, do it. And I did it at first, but... Just everything that's gone on, it's been just a mess this this year. But I want to do it like it's my job because it is my job. Go ahead. Okay. My next one is um, not to entertain toxicity. Oh, um, hand clap. Yes. So I, I want one. to change my, um, you know, just just recognizing toxic traits from people in the beginning and, and cutting ties before I get to involve with them, you know, people in general, men and women, uh, just recognizing those, those toxic traits that people have and, and, uh, letting go before it's harder for me to let go. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm going to definitely work on that because, uh, you know, me and you talk all the time and I'm the type of person that I give people chance after chance, even knowing that they don't deserve it. Mm-hmm. But um, like I it's said, a really I good person before that, like I feel better knowing that I did everything that I could. So I give people like chances so that when I finally walk away, I don't have that sense of the what if and, or what if they did this or what if they know, because I gave you enough chances, but I'm going to, from, from that perspective, I, I mean, I'm still going to be that way, but just from that perspective, before it even gets to that point, just cutting it off before I even get those ties to certain people. Mm, that's good. I feel like everyone should listen to that one and take that advice because we all do it. We all we all excuse people and just continue to let them stay around. That's mm-hmm. a good one. Okay, my number five is make... Wait, are we on number five? Yeah. Okay. Why am I so bad at this? Make more connections because I am really good at, um, no, I'm good at connections, but I'm not good at networking. So I'm good at like, oh, what's up? And and I was just telling D, like I got my hair done for free because my friend wanted to promote her business and I got some free earrings and I've just been getting like a lot of shit. Like people have been networking with me, but I want to get better at using those connections to also network with them and put my podcast out there or tell them about my businesses because I'm really good at helping other people or doing things for them but I'm so bad at like networking I'm just not good at it I just don't feel like I want to sell myself like that I just want to actually be cool with people 
So I mm-hmm. want to, I want to be cool with them, but also we can use each other. Like that's how you, right. that's, that's how the world go round. Anyways, yeah. I mean, go ahead. Your turn. Uh, my next one is um, taking steps towards being a life coach. I decided that I want to get into life coaching. Ooh, 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 uh, ooh. So I am going to take a really hard dive and just doing the research and, and seeing what I need to do to uh, get that started. Um, because that's something that really interests me. I like talking to people. Um I think with all the people that I talk to, I give pretty good advice. Because you care about people. Yeah, I truly care about people. Um, and you're patient because yes. I'm not as patient. My advice is not as kind. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I'm going to start looking into getting that off the ground. And um, that's exciting because that's going to be my career, bitch. Because I ain't going to be at this job where I'm at forever. Mm-mm. They're not going to slave us forever, best friend. You deserve. Okay. Uh, Number six, piggybacks off number five. Don't be afraid to promote. So, like I said, I need to be okay with networking and promoting myself and actually putting my business out there and uh, making flyers. Just, just, it just makes me cringe thinking about seeing, like, like, handing out business cards and being like, oh, I don't know why. It just does. It just makes me... I feel intimidated. Like, am I really that good? Do I really want all these people to listen to me? And it's like, yeah, bitch, you do. So go ahead. Number seven. Um, number seven, I'm going to uh, work on my credit. Um, just Ooh. getting my credit together. Damn, bitch, that's a good one. Yours are good. Thank you. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to work on my credit because, you know, um, one thing that, that as black people that right, we need to work on is <laughs> one thing that we need to work on is teaching our kids about credit and how finance finances and, and credit and, and how my parents didn't teach me that because they didn't have good credit. Yeah. Right. My parents are just getting to the place to where their credit is acceptable, like in their in their fifties, uh early fifties now. So um I want to break that cycle and uh get my credit together to where it needs to be and also start working on my kids credit so that when they turn 18 they can have a good start because white people do that with their kids they put them Mm. on credit cards and so when they're 18 they have a one credit they can go out there and get whatever they want so i think uh we as black people we need to to get more like that in in that field um with uh, teaching our kids, you know, finances and how important credit is. Because when I was 18, I didn't give a fuck about credit. I was like, they're going to put it on my credit. It's free care. money. Yeah. yeah I pay like, that when I'm an adult. Mm-hmm. I didn't care about none of that. So now, I mean, as going through my 20s, I had to pay for all of this shit that I fucked up, like, when I first turned 18. And now I'm just now trying to get to where I can get it to where I can go and get what I need on credit and not have to worry about, you know, paying cash for everything that, you know, that's expensive. So, yeah. yeah. Teach your kids early. Teach them young. Okay, my number eight is... Wait, are we on number eight or seven? Uh, seven, I believe. Wow. Well, I really cannot remember. When it's your turn, say your number. Okay, no, my number seven is stop downplaying your talents. I don't know why, but it's something about being a black woman that we just constantly think like we're just 
supposed to be perfect and we don't even see like the how amazing like our talents are or our style is or what we accomplish like we really doing this we really living by ourselves or paying all our rent by ourselves like or just have all these talents that we just not proud of or we think it's nothing like I there's a lot of things that I create and make and people are constantly complimenting me for but I'm just like oh that's nothing or it's not that big a deal or oh okay that's just whatever or I got that at the thrift store it's nothing like no accept compliments be okay that you have talents and actually you know appreciate who you are you know what I'm saying I'm talking to myself y'all so go ahead I know that's right I know that's right <laughs> thank you that's right. right my number eight okay number eight um is Go to the gym more. I have a gym membership. Do you? That I'm just paying for. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I have a gym membership that I'm paying for, and that's crazy because I don't never go to the fucking gym. You didn't even know I had gym membership. No, <laughs> I've been. I friends have a gym membership that I'm wasting money on, and I'm never going. Like I haven't been in probably like a couple months. Now I, you know, I didn't got on like the little, you know, I lost a little weight or whatever, but mm-hmm. um. I could be in way better shape than what I am if I had a regular gym routine. So I am going to start going to the gym more and utilizing this money that I'm spending on this gym and not even fucking going. So even if I just go for like 30 minutes or something, I'm just going to make sure that I actually get in the gym more. Okay, best friend, you better work it out. Work it out. Okay, mm-hmm. my number eight is get more in tune with my spirituality. Like, I really actually want to know what I'm talking about. You know, look up my um, sign and really just get more in tune with my spirit, my spirituality. Mm-hmm. Yes, girl, because you know I'm a witch, bruja, bruja. So I need to really, you know, we are witches. We are right? witches. No, for real, <laughs> we are. <laughs> yes. So that's my number eight. What's your number nine? My number nine is instead of taking showers once a month, uh-huh. I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you know what you said? <laughs> I was just, <laughs> <laughs> just joking, y'all. <laughs> I'm like, do you know what you said? I'm like, <laughs> well, like this is the cleanest bitch I know. <laughs> I'm going to do twice a month. <laughs> I, I literally said that. That's why I paused. I was like, what? <laughs> dead, okay. Okay, my number nine is um, I want to start investing in stocks. Like, a lot oh, of people, yes. stocks are becoming really popular now. And um, an old uh, guy friend of mine actually tried to get me into it. But uh, I don't know what happened with the account when I was trying to get it set up so I never got into it but like he was showing too. his progress along the way and he was like making like a good amount and I'm seeing like a lot of people on Facebook and stuff talking about it more and they're actually giving like you know tutorials on what you need to do so I'm gonna um you know take a harder dive into that to um yeah just just start investing my money um you know no matter how big or small just you know, taking a little extra money that I would spend on fast food or blacks and investing that into a certain stock and, and letting that mm. portfolio build up. Mm. That's real. Okay. My number nine is 
make more than a thousand dollars. I'm sorry, my weed just hit. That's so why I'm like, anyways, <laughs> make more than a thousand dollars doing something that I love, like whether it's selling my paintings or I'm um, doing my painting business. I want to just at least hit a thousand dollars from doing something that I just love, whether I'm making my mm-hmm. business or a hobby. Just yeah, right. And you definitely have the talent, so I definitely think that's possible. Thank um, you. My number 10 is really not that serious, and I actually should have piggybacked it off of one earlier, but uh, it's learning how to skate on uh, regular skates because, I, like I said, I just started going <laughs> skating recently. And she's so and good, y'all. She's so cute. She's the cutest. <laughs> I, when I was younger, my parents brought bought me rollerblades, so I learned how to skate on rollerblades or inline skates as you say it but i call them rollerblade so i never learned how to skate with the two in the front two in the back so when like i go skating and i try to skate on those it's like really complicated for me and this last time that we went we went to the uh place where they actually had rollerblades and i just felt so much more comfortable like it, i was able to like pick it back up i haven't rollerbladed in like 15 20 years but I was able to pick it back up. It's so much easier for me. But I'm going to try to practice and, and learn on the uh, regular skates, too. So I don't just be out there falling, you know, busting my ass. I didn't even fall that hard, though. But I fell a couple times. She fell like three times, and y'all. And I really thought she just couldn't skate. And so here I am. just I'm just swinging her around and grabbing her <laughs> in. And I should have known you could skate because you were keeping up. Like, someone who couldn't skate, you were still, like, as I was spinning you, able to stay up. And I was spinning you hard. Like, I was like, <laughs> She was like, come on, let's go around and fucking take me around and then just fucking leave me. Bitch, I'm not good at this. So when she actually got her rollerblades, like the inlines, y'all, she was so good. I was like, wait. So it really was just the skates. Like, she can really, really skate. Yeah. Is really the the skate. So yeah, I'm gonna try to do that, but I don't know. I might not stick to that one because I'm gonna buy me some <laughs> rollerblades and I'm just gonna be taking my own rollerblades to the to the rink because I don't really fuck with that four wheel shit. Didn't you buy some? No, I didn't buy none. I, I said I was gonna buy some, but no, I didn't buy them. I went to Target to try to buy some. They only had. Uh, the size for oh, big food. So you people. just you just haven't came down to the other skating rink. That's what it was. They had them. Yeah, the other one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, my last but not least for the year twenty twenty one, I would like to peg a real nigga. I don't care. This is going to be the year that I find a real ass nigga who is okay with his sexuality and he lets me peg him, or I'm going to finally have my threesome. MMF devils threesome or whatever two men and me which i don't know why it's called the devil's threesome because i mean that can be nothing but angels and angelic and heavenliness of all of that they dicks is considered to be the devil's horns especially (gasps) if they're curved i just came up with some shit i just came up with some shit That is everything, best friend. That has to be why. <laughs> Ooh, remember the baby dick? The baby had a um. I like a dick with a little bit of curve. Okay, anyway, a little bit of curve. I'm just not. I'm not gonna go back to that. Okay. Um. Yeah, I just would really love. Like the last dude I talked to about it, he was like, "No, 
I don't know where you think you're going to find that at. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to keep looking, okay? I'm going to travel the I'm world I'm going to say something. it's possible. You're going to have it, it. It's it's probably going to be a little hard, but I hope it's a it's lot possible. of hard. I hope it's the hardest. It's definitely possible. You know, they always say anything possible. Well, that's what I'm getting because 2021 is... I've just... 2021 I, is the year I'm a fuck a nigga. <laughs> well, these niggas were fucking us, man. Why not? <laughs> I just feel like it could be beautiful. I feel like it could be so masculine of him to do, to receive that. And I'm not playing. Like, I really mean this. So, like, I know y'all be thinking I'm sarcastic and I am. I'm crazy, but... This is really how I talk and be thinking. Like, I, I be really telling D shit like this. And she be like, yeah. okay, bitch. Okay. I know she for real. Okay. Get your, get it how you live. It's going to happen for you. I'm going to pray on you. Huh? <laughs> I said, you be really just be like, okay, it's going to happen for you. I'm going to pray yeah. on you. Huh? I'm like an old lady. Anyway. What you say, baby? What? <laughs> <laughs> Hey guys, I know that Christmas is over, but you guys can still get New Year's gifts or get your loved ones. I know his birthday is coming up or a lot of y'all niggas probably didn't even give gifts and y'all should have. Um, my good friend Kiera, she lives in New York. She sent me earrings from this amazing company called Earrings Bay. That's earrings, spelled like earrings, Bay B-A-E. You can follow them on Instagram. And she sent me five pairs. And if you go look at my Instagram, they are so cute. I only put up two pairs. It's a picture of me and Zuri. But I'm going to put up the rest later whenever I change outfits or whatever. And um, guys, go look at the earrings. They look really good. I, I want you guys to get a pair. Okay. I know I told you guys earlier in the episode that I went to a salon. Well, the name of that salon was Bird's Barbershop. It's off South Lamar in Austin. My friend Stephanie Durant, she did my hair and it, it just feels so good. It feels light. Um, she kind of, she cut my hair and she did it in a fro. She did it when it was still wet. And I'm used to having my hair blow dried and cut, but she was so gentle. It just felt like a, an experience. I loved it. So if you guys want to check out her Instagram, it's a Stephanie E-S-T. E-F-F-A-N-Y dot Duran, D-U-R-A-N. Please go check her out and visit her barbershop. She is so talented and the girls in her shop are talented as well. All right, let's get back to the show. Oh, All right. Oh my God. <clears throat> we back. And I am here to bring you guys my black sheep of the week. Nice this week. Of the week. Black, black sheep of the week. Hey, black sheep of the week. That's fuck. My black sheep of the week is Kiara Marshall, who is one of my very good friends. I love her so, 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 so much. She is probably top three on my MySpace um, of friendships because I just love her. Not only did she give me her car when she moved to New York, but she also sent me some earrings this week, which was from that um, boutique that I mentioned to you guys earlier, Earrings Bay. And um, she's my black sheep of the week because she has just really been through a lot in her life and overcame everything to become who the person that she is now. So she's in New York right now modeling. 
And she's an advocate for drunk driving because at a young age, a drunk driver actually on 4th of July hit her and she lost her, her leg. So she became an amputee at a very young age. And she's been in Vogue, New York Fashion Week. She's worked with, with Target. And I actually wrote her and asked her the three top things that she was most proud of because I wanted to share with you guys because I'm just so inspired by her <clears throat> and everything that she does. Sorry, guys, let me take a drink. She told me that she was proud that she modeled for a major fashion house this year and that even though she's visibly disabled, she's making a living off of her dream. It just is it, such a big impact to me because as a black woman and also a disabled black woman is double the stigma that you're not going to be able to make it in these spaces that wasn't mm -hmm. meant for her. And she's just opening doors and she's letting other little black girls know that they can do the same thing. And she's proud of herself for traveling outside of the U.S. And she also has read 23 books since March. Since March. Oh, wow. Girl. Um, and her goal is to read 40 by March 2020. You go, bitch. And, um, 2021. Oh, yeah. 2021. Thank you. See, and when it's nobody on here with me, I just be saying the wrong shit all the time and, and nobody knows. And then when the episode aired, Jen is just constantly writing me like, you said this, you said this. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I just sound so stupid. <laughs> yeah, thank you, best friend. 2021. Um, and I joined the book club, you guys. So while I'm thinking about it, please go check out Such a Fun Age. It is, it's by uh, Kylie Reed. Phenomenal. It it's kind of like little fires everywhere with um, Reese Witherspoon and uh, what's the lady from Scandal? I can't believe I'm even saying this right now. I'm so high, Carrie Washington. Carrie Washington, my fave. I, I'm so ignorant. Oh, I, that right I, now. I don't think she's your fave. You didn't even know her name, girl. Yeah. Don't don't do me, okay? <laughs> you better edit this out, sis. She's trying to come for me. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I, it's sad I knew Reese Witherspoon, but I couldn't think of Kerry Washington. I swear, I'm just high, y'all. Um, but yeah, Kara Marshall was my um, black sheep of the week. Y'all go follow her. Just go to my page and go look her up because I, I cannot even get it together to look up her Instagram right now. I'm I'm just. You deserve, you deserve all the flowers. I love her yes. so, 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 so much. Shout out to her. Shout out to you. Because the car I'm driving right now is because of you. Um, oh, yeah. So just to wrap up the show, we're going to talk about what we've been watching. Since I know D is not caught up on Real Housewives of Potomac. And since I'm seething, pissed about it, I'm going to save for the end. But we, what we are going to talk about is power. Are you all caught up, best friend? Yes, I am. Are you? Yes, I am. So, what kind of happened on this last episode? What what happened when we started off? When we started off, what uh, like the season? No, we started off this this last. Uh, we're just gonna cover the last episode. So, this very last episode that happened, I think. Oh, she she had just. I mean, um, Tariq had. Did he? Did he? She already. He already meet with Mary J. Blige about Kane. Yeah, and she told yeah. him, "Okay, we'll keep working together, but just don't go after Kane, and we good." Oh, y'all, Kane is such a disappointment. I'm just like, oh, he is God. just steady fucking up, like worse and worse. Kane like, reminds me of the baby. It's like he just constantly do stupid ass shit, but it's just like it's a love for him that I'm just like, oh, why? Like he's just. He's, to me, it feels like he's a product of how he's been raised, but he's just 
too cutthroat to the point where you cutting off the hand that you know feeds you. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Yeah. So, anyways, <clears throat> Tariq is in a situation because there is a girl that's gonna go testify that could potentially hurt them. It's a stripper. What's her name? Epiphany. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, his mama tells the black lawyer to tell Tariq to do the same thing, treat her like you would treat Slim. So this whole episode is surrounded by whether or not Tariq is a monster. So remember when he went to go meet up with that, what's that little, I don't know what that girl is, Nephi or something, what's her name? Yeah, Effie or something like that. Nephi, Effie. Effie. And he tells her that she's a monster. And she's like, nigga, me too. Like, I just accept it. Your problem is that you still don't believe it. So in class, he they're researching monsters, and he's really trying to figure out if if he is one or not, and coming to terms with being it. <clears throat> so there's like a, I feel like a determined factor and, and turning point in, in the whole show. And even Dee called me and she told me that she felt like she had gained respect for for Tariq during this episode because he has the choice whether to kill this woman or, or not. And and they really needed her not to testify. So what does he do? He pays her off. Yeah, I think he ends up paying her. But <clears throat> why, why did he choose not to kill her? Uh, because she was a single mother. She she had a son. He knew all that uh, walking in. <clears throat> yeah, but I think you know his his mom didn't give him. Tasha didn't give him much of an option. She just wanted to. You know, say like just handle it how you handle this other person, not give him a choice. I don't I don't think he wanted to do that from the beginning, but when he started talking to her and, and actually when she was telling him like, Is this really gonna help your mom? Like he knew that she had kind of been like fooled into testifying. Like he knew that's that what happened. It was yeah. <laughs> he found out Davis wasn't on his side anymore. That's mm-hmm. what happened. That's the, I was trying to figure out what was the 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 kind of turning point. He thought she yeah, had been so kind of tricked into doing it, but she was still going to do it. Then he realized Davis is not even on his side anymore. And then right. she said, if I just had the money, shit, I would just dip. I don't have nobody, Tariq. And then Tariq looked at her, and she looked at Tariq, and then she was like, nigga, what's up? Right. And then, but you know what? <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah. Uh, smoke this weed. <laughs> I but, uh, wish. <laughs> um, one thing I will say, what I'm I'm kind of confused about is how exactly how much money was in there because he gave her all the money that he owed Monet. I feel like it was like 20 G's. 20? Yeah. Why do I think it was like 20 or 24 G? I feel like it was more. I don't know why, but um, it was like a, a backpack full. So I was kind of thinking to myself, like, why did he give her all of the money? But I still respect him for for not killing her. That's not that's not what he wanted to do. And he found a way to um, get rid of her without actually, you know, getting rid of her. You know, because Tasha's whole thing is Tasha is basically has accepted him as a monster. Like she knows that he's he he's done. Do it. He's that killed. So it. He's real. killed his own dad. He's killed. Damn. Uh, he's killed. A, a, a and that's what people. Mary J. Blige did with Kane. It's like he right. a monster, so it's just like the I just expect you to do that, and and that's what made him get more and more crazy. Mm-hmm. Until he got out of control. Out of control. But 
Tariq is uh, at the point to where he's, and Tariq is very smart. I mean, he's been smart ever since power. You know, he was very smart. He's very manipulative in, in power. But this actual show um, puts him in a better light because it, it shows how much he's willing to do to protect his mom. And um, I'm really excited about seeing the next uh, episode. And I think this next episode is the final episode, if I'm not mistaken. I might be wrong, but I think I heard that it was the final episode. But I'm really excited to see what exactly is going to happen because, you know, like by the end of the show, he was like, I'm just going to turn myself in because I'm not going to let my mama pay for something that I did, you know, and I, I did it because my, my dad was a bad person, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But even, you know, through all that, I'm glad he's he's holding himself accountable and, and he's, <coughs> excuse me. It's just painting him in a whole different light to where people that have watched Power, I think everybody that watched Power throughout their whole, uh, all their, like, like, what, eight, nine seasons or whatever, how many Power had, we all went into Power Book 2 hating Tariq, but this puts him in a whole different light to where it's like, damn, I can't hate him. Like, I I fully understand him. I, I get what he's trying to do. You know, he doesn't always go about things the right way, but he doing what he can. And, you know, it's all for his mom and, um, you know, trying to get through school and, you know, having this hustle to to help his mom get out of jail. Like, you know, you can really see that he really loves his mom and he's just trying to do like whatever he can to protect his mom. Girl, people must have really hated him because I remember I posted on Facebook and I was like, I don't give a fuck what y'all got to say. I love Tariq. And then some girl wrote and was like, what the fuck you mean? And I was like, and I was like, uh, I love him, but I said, I'm I'm watching Power Book now. I didn't uh, watch the other one. And she was like, oh, okay. And I was like, yeah, because my best friend was ready to fight me when I told her. She's like, no, I was too. Yeah, he was. Yeah, I think everybody. Yeah, he was very like. He just did a lot of unnecessary stuff. He caused a lot of unnecessary drama. You know, he's the reason behind his sister getting killed. It was. It was just like he was so cutthroat in power that it was like he don't give a fuck about nobody. Like it's impossible. He didn't care about his sister and his mom. He did not like just the way that he. The opportunity he had an opportunity to before his sister died, he had an opportunity to let Ghost and Tommy know what was going on because they could have easily took that guy out had he told them he wanted to handle everything on his own. And this is something like you don't know this lifestyle, you know, versus your dad and his and you know Tommy's like an uncle to him. Your dad and your uncle, they've been living this life. They take niggas out all the time. Okay, so who who is his daddy the only person he's killed? No. Who else he did he kill? Killing, he ended up killing um the Slim? guy that killed his sister, which was his name wasn't Slim, he was Ray Ray. I don't know if they were referring to Slim. If Slim is Ray Ray, I, I think I'm I'm thinking that that's so how did he, he kill him? Uh he he went to his house and he shot him. And um they like found out Tasha covered for him. Well, they all covered for him really but <clears throat> he just i guess he wanted to take matters into his own hands but he was so inexperienced like you know one thing in in power is that uh his daddy tried to keep them far away from the shit that he was doing he didn't want to tell them like how he grew 
the cutthroat shit that he did because he didn't want them to be involved in that. So when Tariq got around <clears throat> 50 Cent, which was a bad influence uh, on him and, and started turning, like more so turning him, he already had resentment towards his dad because he went and got with, you know, Angela and left, uh, you know, Tasha. But at the same time, you know, and, and I'm wondering if um, it's going to come to the light, all of the shit that Tasha has done. I'm not trying to cover for Ghost because he did do, you know, a lot of whole ass shit. But uh, overall, like, Tasha was doing shit, too. So I'm wondering, like, uh, if he's going to find out about all the shit that Tasha has done as well. See, there's an innocence in Tasha and Tariq that I come on with. They just feel so innocent to me. And it's so, like, it's a different perspective I come with because I don't know any of their shit. So I come with... I just like Tariq is like my baby. I just I watch him and I'm just rooting for him every step. I feel no yeah, anger yeah, towards yeah. him. It's just like, oh, I just want him to win. I'm just like, you want your mama yeah. out. Anyway, we've, we've like, gotten yeah. so far. We, yeah, we haven't got too far. Okay, so into that, but. what 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 else happened was um another part part that I want to point out was that Kane was all big and bad until the product arrived. So Kane is off on his own. The family has, you know. Cut him off. He's like, all right, fuck them. I'm, I'm going to do my street stuff. Monet going to do her. She got her Tariq shit. I'm going to do my street stuff. So he all fuck Monet. And he told um, his brother, it's fuck Monet. If you not, if you with her, you against me. So he really aligned himself against his mama. And he'd be acting like that. And his mama calling her by her first name. Like, he going to do my Mary like that. But it's fine. So <laughs> he cool. think he big and bad up until that product arrived. And it's Monet. And so he's like, what the fuck you took Monet's product to that dude who looked like a light-skinned version of my ex. But anyway, um, <laughs> he told that dude, that dude is kind of cute to me, but um, he told him, what the fuck? He was like, I didn't do that. He's like, Rico sent this. And he's like, oh shit, Rico trying to take Monet out. And, and nigga like, ain't that what you wanted? Damn, nigga, you been saying this all the time. Ain't that what we doing? You took out my nigga so we could take over her shit. Why are you acting like you love this bitch? He takes off because it's fight or flight at that moment. That nigga forgot mm-hmm. all the street shit. That's his mama. That's his brother. Right. That's, that's his, his family. family. Yes. And he is running out the door. It's too late because the, they show up for the shipment and everybody looking like, wait, why the shipment's still out there? Monet with her street skills, she's like, duck. Everybody gets down. They getting it. It's all shot up, but luckily the bottom of the bar is that thick wood. It's, they only shoot in the top where they should be standing. Them niggas shooting for a long time. They really did want this whole, this operation gone. Mm-hmm. And Drew, dumbass, because I know everybody feel bad for him, but it just makes me so mad that he had to be the one that stood up. But I knew it was going to be him. They always make the, like, it's like Empire. They always make the little light-skinned gay son just be the one that takes a really bad hit or just gets sick or just, I don't know. I just feel like it was going to be him from the beginning. I thought he was going to die at the beginning. I don't know why. And so You know what um, didn't make sense to me is instead of him standing up, why the fuck didn't he crawl to go get the gun? Because you seen that they was already like shooting upward. They black. So I'm gonna get out here and be invisible, nigga. Like <laughs> <laughs> nigga crawl. What are you doing? His mom was like, No. He's like, you know what? Yeah. I'm gonna do it anyway. So this none of her kids listen. Your mamas. No, this is why you have daughters and not sons. But anyways. 
that's a whole nother story. Hold on, hey. bitch, I got sons. <laughs> yes, and they probably would have stood up. My daughter been like, I'm chilling. I would have yanked their ass. I'm scared of so I'm scared. <laughs> Get the fuck chance. down. <laughs> you have a chance. <laughs> so anyways, um, yeah, he stands up. He gets shot. And um, surprisingly, Tariq is very calm. But the more you tell me what happened on Old Power, now I see why this nigga is so immune. This nigga will go from a shootout and just show up at a school dance and be like, what's popping? Like and unfazed. Unfazed. Unfazed as fuck. This yeah. nigga will almost die and then sit back in the game of the basketball game and be like, what's up? Like, <laughs> he's like, I got nine lives. I got about three more times to do this. So I'm chilling. I'm cool. And he tells Monet, I hope your little son's all right. I'm out. He goes. He dips. Where does he go after that? He goes to meet with uh, the lawyer lady. Oh, shit. This nigga pop up on the scene. And she is my favorite. I love her so much. Like, I, I for some reason, I like the light-skinned lady that's with Methamon. And I love Methamon because he's fine. But he's he's driving me crazy as his character, of course. And um, But this lady, I love from the beginning. I was so mad when Tasha fired her. And I understood. No, 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 no. I'm talking about the light-skinned lady. He went to meet with her oh, first. Oh. After like, the shootout. That's right. And he just showed up and she had to subpoena him and tell him yeah. that he had... I don't understand why he acted so um, surprised. His mom told him he had to appear. I think he was oh, thinking... she served him. Yeah. She served him. That's right. So he had to appear because they have to find you or whatever. I guess she still served him. But anyways... Yes. Um, she, she still served him, but she also gave him a heads up. And he was like... Because he was like, why are you telling me this? And she was like, because I don't work for Davis anymore. I'm glad. I can, I, yeah, that gave me a lot of respect for her. Me she's too. Like, Nigga, you got me fucked it up. It was what like, Tasha I said. I done been riding with you. You know what I'm saying? And this is how you do me. Like, it was what you Tasha said. Told me. Tasha was yeah. like, we be lying for them. But they, I promise you, they would never do this for us. They'd be and like, she was right. Mm-hmm. It was right. Mm-hmm. And she she caught on real quick, bitch. She was like, I don't care how much I love this nigga. Fuck you. I'm not going to take yeah. my whole life down with you because I told you not to take this case, bitch. I told you not to take this case. Not only, I don't think she was uh tripping about taking the case anymore. I think it was more so like, you actually went and made a deal with him. You know he's yeah. tripping as fuck. In that you moment, made a yeah. deal with him and you didn't tell me shit. Like, no, nigga, I'm out. Yeah, no, I'm, I know in that moment that's how she meant. But I'm saying in the... The whole grand scheme of it all. I've been protecting you every step away. You never listen. Like right. she, ne- this case was not even that much money for you to have done all this. I told you that, mm-hmm. but it was a lot of money. Anyways, he just wanted that career boost. Mm-hmm. Niggas love their egos. So, anyways, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So I jumped ahead, but finally, she tells him to lawyer up, and he goes and gets the best damn thing. And what she tell him? Give me a dollar, nigga. I'm Give your lawyer. Me a now. dollar. Pay okay, yeah. bitch, you better you better say that shit. And it sucks because he has to also pay this man who's who's representing his mama, and then he's paying his lawyer going against them. Like I, he got to take this stand. And what is he? Th- Everyone thinks he's gonna lie. I just feel like he's gonna take the stand and tell the truth for some reason. I feel like he is gonna tell the truth, but I feel like him and Tamika are gonna come to some type of agreement to. I think she's a very good lawyer, mm-hmm. and she's going to figure out something Somewhere. that's going to get him off. Yeah. I just don't see him doing uh, jail time like that. Or if he does, it's going to be some kind of flaw. No, he he's going to finish school. He's going to finish school. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, that that, that was the moment. Because, you know, Black women always going to have your back. Just every corner of this movie, a Black woman was was protecting everything, holding it down. Mary J. Blige, the lawyer, Tasha, every corner. It was just a Black woman just doing, oh, did I say the light-skinned lawyer already? Oh, no, uh, I didn't. I Both lawyers. Every yeah. corner, it was a Black woman doing her part. That's what I'm saying. We just be out here making little miracles. So yeah, right. that was power, and I'm I'm really not excited to but, move on. You know on. what? Hmm. One thing I do want to say is though, um, I it's like I don't like Kane, but I also feel bad for him that he's mm-hmm. gotten into this situation because oh, we didn't even talk about I what think he did. I think Mary is being a little too harsh. She's not willing to talk to him yep. or like anything. Like I think she's taking it a little too far. Like. You know, you're not even giving him a chance. And it's like when you and, and on that part where, you know, he tried to talk to her and he was like, I'm just as much as your son as Drew is. That's true. Mm-hmm. You know, you have outcasted him and, and made him feel like he doesn't have any other choice. He got to get out there and get it on his own. Now, his actions, I don't support that. But I do feel like, you know, he's so used to her guidance and, and uh, he even said, you made me this way. Yeah. That's so true. That's you what I was thinking about that way. when you said that about Tasha. It's like she just looked at him as a monster and it was like, do this, do this. And you don't know how that shit was affecting him. You didn't right. desensitize him to the world. You just making him kill all these people. You should have been protecting mm-hmm. him the same way you was protecting that nigga in his knees. That his damn that damn NBA player, horrible ass acting. God damn it, that nigga get on my damn nerves. You know what I'm talking Who, about? Zeke. Zeke. Nigga can't act. That nigga can't play basketball. That nigga ain't got it. <laughs> he just so he just get on my nerves every time I see him in a scene. He, I'm just so cringy. Anyways, um, Kane at the end shoots the fucking cop, and he was just like I said, Mary J. Blige, like well, like you said, that tough love shit does not work because one thing I noticed, Kane, even though that nigga called his brother the f word. He was about to shoot Z's kneecaps off. He killed that nigga's whole organization. And he was like, you going to be loyal to me because you ain't got nobody. And he said that was enough. That nigga did all that shit, made all those mistakes. But he was like, that's cool. We good. Because I'm going to take all this from you and you still going to be loyal to me. That's all his mom had to do. You don't ever cut your child off because at the end of the day, that is your blood. You never mm-hmm. need to turn on that because you don't know how that's going to affect them to, mm-hmm. to, to be cut off like that. You don't do that tough love shit. You do like your daddy did. I'm going to get your ass beat the fuck up, but I'm still going to be here for you. Same with Kane. Go over there and kill his girlfriend and do something that's going to hurt his ass at the court, but then bring your ass home. You know, so he just boiled over. He didn't have no one to turn to. He was going to explode. He shot the cop. And that was the one person that he should not have killed. That was the one person who could have really helped Monet them. And that that was so stupid that he did that. Now it's, yeah, now shit is going to be crazy. Now it's war. Yeah. So yeah, let's move on. That was power. We're gonna move on to Potomac, and I'm I'm so bothered. Like every time I see Potomac, my stomach drops because I lost so much respect for Andy and Bravo watching this. Like me and D watched part one together, and we were just at first we we're confused. We're like, did Andy not know? Did he not see? No, the we clips? watched we watched part two together. Oh. Um. <coughs> but yeah, we okay. just kept thinking. Does he not know? Did he not see the clips? Why is he telling Monique she's lying? So after watching part three, you start to realize he's gaslighting her. 
He's gaslighting her because what I have realized to see now, I have not heard no one say this. This is really my interpretation of what has really went down. He does not want to be liable for this fight because they were going to air what was said about Monique's baby, saying that Monique's baby wasn't hers. Now, we know for a fact that baby was hers. So they don't want to be liable for going to be the ones that were going to show it, which is why they ended up using Monique's fight to carry the whole season instead of using the dirt against Monique. So when the fight happened, it was like, oh, we don't even need to show all of this. And we're definitely not going to show it because we don't want Monique to try to say, y'all stirring the pot is the reason I beat uh, Candace ass. That's why they made sure to get Monique to say it had nothing to do with that situation. I just beat her ass because I was projecting and upset. But it had everything to do with them lying about her baby. But I think mm-hmm. Bravo didn't want to be liable, so they did not want to. Like, Andy continued to pretend to her, like, it never happened. It never aired. But then Chris asked each one of them girls, did you talk about it? Did you talk about it? Got to Giselle. And she was like, don't fucking talk to me. And then everybody was like, so you must have said it. So then mm-hmm. they cut to the clip and showed Giselle saying on camera, because that baby ain't his. And the only reason why we got to the end of the whole season and Bravo never aired any of that because they didn't want to be responsible for that fight. They wanted to put it on Monique for having anger problems and needing therapy and trying to pretend like it had nothing to do with that. So I almost made Monique my black sheep of the week because she quit the show after after watching how they edited it. I also think they edited it to look like Chris kept interjecting and being like, oh, my wife. Oh, my wife. I don't think he was doing it like that. I definitely don't think Chris would have been that attention grabby. They were there for 11 hours. I think time went on. And after other people spoke, then he came back. And I think they edited it to kept making Chris look crazy like that. It was so fucked up the way Andy talked to Monique. I ain't never seen him. Even the racist housewife, the trashiest housewife. I've never seen him treat nobody the way he treated Monique. He was basically yeah. gaslighting her and telling her that shit never happened. They never talked about it on camera. Y'all the ones brought it up and then production showed everything. They showed Giselle said it. They said Giselle Giselle said, yes, I brought it up, but I only brought it up because when I went to your house, Chris said, oh, the baby looked like me, don't he? So I knew that that was him bringing the storyline up. They're like, girl, what? How does him saying the baby definitely looked like me over his mama mean that they're bringing up the storyline that she cheated with her trainer. Why would they do that? Girl, it right. made Giselle look so bad. But it That's I, why she was so mad. She was so mad. Her face was so greasy. She was so mad. She just she I don't even want to go into detail everything that happened because I'm just so pissed that Bravo really made Monique look like that. And she chose the high road by quitting, but I'm just so pissed because we're Leos. We're also egotistical in a sense. So you ain't about to let me win. You're not about to. No, nah, you're not going to get away. I'm going to go back on the season and I'm not let, about to let these bitches win. But that's not really winning. That's ego. Winning mm-hmm. is just not even letting y'all carry me into this dirt. Fuck this show. Oh, I'm out. I'm out. Bitch, right. I'm just, I, I'm pissed. Like, Andy did her so dirty on this. Like, he, he gaslighted the fuck out of her. And production showed over and over again the truth. It was like, why is he doing this? But it has mm-hmm. to be liability and um i wanted to bring this up i don't know if any of y'all know the story of jenny jones because i know a lot of people may think well that's stupid why would he not want to be liable there's a lot of people who bring up stuff no because if something serious like a fight or violence occurs because of something directly resulting in something uh production did which would have been making the whole season 
about Monique and her baby not being hers, knowing that that was her baby and knowing she had just had a miscarriage, they would have been responsible for that fight and any damages and lawsuits. So there was mm-hmm. a show called Jenny Jones. It, it, uh, it aired in like the late 80s or early 90s. 90s. Well, well, okay, 90s. And in 1996, there was an episode where, you know, a man t- took his coworker on or, or one of his guy friends and confessed his love for them. It ended up like the coworker laughed it off. He was like, "Oh, I'm straight." Blah blah. Three days later, three days later, he killed him. It literally got the show canceled. It they were liable for all this shit. It was fucking crazy. So there's real consequences to reality shows doing this. And next year, I'm I'm gonna do a whole episode on that um, that shit that ha- happened because that was a direct result of toxic masculinity and that man not wanting anything to do with gayness mm-hmm. because they had and him. Yeah, and him being on national TV and feeling that his his uh masculinity was being attacked. Yeah, his, yes. And and apparently they had fooled around before. So it was like hell no, I'm definitely not about to be out here being what I know I ain't, even though he was secretly doing some of the shit. Um but oh, we'll cover that. yeah. But we'll cover a whole episode <laughs> because it there it's very common for murders to happen over things like that. Like I'm never going to come out. Um right. but uh that that's what I'm saying. Andy them could have really been liable. That's why they made sure to get Monique to say it had nothing to do with this fight, so don't blame it on it. Just to cut her off and make her look that crazy. And I know had she known that, she would have never played the game and been that nice to them. But mm-hmm. she had no idea they were going to edit her to look like that. Like, I know they edited it to look that bad because there's no way she had that whole binder. Y'all only showed one piece of it. And then uh, they just, they could have had like, part six of this reunion they didn't they had 11 hours and they made it into three hours and they turned everything on Monique they didn't even really talk about Wendy they didn't even talk about Robin they didn't even really yeah, talk it was like about based on Monique. on Monique they didn't even talk about uh that's why I actually was so happy because she's like they didn't even talk about um uh Michael's first infidelities like the the stripper they didn't even go into detail hard about that like they spent two and a half episodes I mean episode and a half which was basically two episodes because the last episode was 90 minutes on making Monique look like a fool even though we really know what happened because Candace deadass admitted it and the thing that made me so mad is they played all of Chris's live tapes and they made him look like an angry black man for saying he was slapping shit he was like if I was a woman I would slap the shit out of all them women but I'm not a woman like so they made him look so bad for saying that because he was like, y'all over here talking about my child. They made it about him being a crazy ass black man and made Giselle, Giselle bring her own, brought her own security girl. They made him look so bad. When girl, Chris would have told his ass up too. Girl, nigga didn't even sweat, didn't even move. Um, but they never played Candace's clips admitting that there was a whole plot and Andy wouldn't even bring that part up. So was there a plot? Okay, after my baby shower, who said what? He did not want to touch that at all because he did not want to be liable. And it was so fucked up that she was like, nah, I'm out. They, and they've been doing it since the whole season. Like, they played that clip trying to make Monique look shady when she was like, oh, we'll talk about it off camera and make her look shady. But really, she was just trying to say, I don't want cameras to be involved when we really discuss this like friends. But um, it just really, it was so distasteful. And it really opened up my eyes to Andy because people been saying... Andy pimps out these black women and he only likes the broken black women, women like Giselle, women who will literally do anything to stay on the show and stay for that check. That's why he liked Nene so long. And the only reason he liked Candy is because Candy is on his level. They got the same amount of millions and she actually is a businesswoman. He respects her. 
But the other women, he likes them to be broken so that they stay on the show and give their souls for that. He couldn't stand that Monique said, you know, this little check ain't nothing compared to how much money we got. He can't stand how real she is and how honest and how she's like, I don't need this check. I'm not going to be that dirty for this check. It pisses him the fuck off. And I feel like he wants to keep that environment of women will do anything for this check because that's what y'all here for. So, yeah, I'm just starting to feel like I'm opening my eyes to Andy. And he's usually on the right side. And the fact that he is so against Monique is how I'm 100% sure. Like, he don't want to be liable. Yeah. Yeah. I I just barely felt like he was just, he was, like, really attacking her. Yeah, he's like, that's how you feel. You don't feel nothing that, like, it's good enough to just tell you that's how I feel. Don't you want women to just tell how they feel? That's how they feel. Boom. What else can I say? It. You could just see it was awful. And I went on Twitter and everyone was saying the same thing. They were like, I don't even want to watch this no more. This is disgusting. He just did not want to be liable. It was completely motive. Anyways, that was Potomac. I'm just, I am so frustrated with it. I cannot stand Giselle. And it's on a whole different level. If they had not edited that way and had gave Monique the, the floor and been fair about it, I would feel so different. But it's it's trash. And um, that's what we've been watching this week. I feel like I don't know if I'm going to watch next season. Me I don't either. think I'm really interested in it. I hope she changes her mind, but then I don't because I feel her. <sighs> yeah. But yeah, that was our episode, guys. Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Everybody, come up with your New Year's resolutions. Yes, party come favorite. Come up with something that you're going to stick with. That, that was my party favorite. That was my party favorite, guys. Come up with your New Year's resolutions. Go ahead, best friend. But I wanted to make sure I told them that. Uh, Yeah. Come up with well, something to it. that you feel like you're actually going to stick to be serious. You know, a lot of times we have the same New Year's resolutions and we don't ever stick to that shit. So do something that's attainable. Anything is attainable, but something that you feel like you are really going to work hard to stick to, whether it's, you know, stopping smoking. Also, you know what? If anybody listening has smoked and, and stopped smoking, um, find me on Instagram, just me D J U S S underscore M E underscore D E E, and give me suggestions on what helped you uh, get through the process of of stopping smoking. Because I've been smoking for a while, and I know it's going to be very hard, but I also know that I can do it. But um, yeah, I need yeah, and also if you um recently stopped smoking, and if you're attractive, you're a guy have a big penis also hit up her dms because she needs <laughs> something to keep her from smoking so. <laughs> what better way than penis <laughs> exactly <laughs> okay best friend you get it. happy new year's guy i know it's cliche to say to do your um new year's resolutions but it's fun and i really tried this year to not do anything like centered on my body and i just wanted to try and do it like an outlook of spirituality so yeah Try something new, y'all. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Bye, hoes. Are you not going to say bye, Oh. (laughs) Bye, (laughs) y'all. Can you hear me? Yes, and our recording sounded so good with my headphones, so fuck them. DC, are you with me? (laughs) Atlanta, is you with me? Okay. (laughs)
<laughs> I've started drinking already. But yeah, so I'm just yeah, gonna record the whole thing with you. So I don't have to get ready. What'd you say? I said I stay ready so I don't have to get ready. Uh okay.